welcome to another episode of the in between chats i'm karma i'm meg and today we're going to be sitting down with the founders of onbeat collective so this is a collective that was founded in leeds by these lovely people um it's a collective for women and non-binary poc and ethnic minorities and they do an annual print they currently run a zine they do a lo- they've got a lot of ongoing projects and varying events as well as hosting a radio show so the lovely founders of this include Tanya Arakel Maya Berry Alicia Shaw Aisha Chaudhry and Shiller Mamoudi who unfortunately was not able to join us but here we are hi how are you my name is Alicia Hi, I'm Tanya. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Did our audio cut out? Yeah. Hi, I'm Aisha. <laughs> I'm Maya. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I thought we could start by talking about the... I thought you guys could take us all the way back to the beginning, the founding of OnBeat, you know, the inspiration behind it. And perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about the founding process, because I remember when literally it was just first starting out so it's amazing to see what it's become today um, yeah i guess i could probably start because i kind of had this weird idea it's in like i remember december of first year and i kind of it kind of came off the back of an event that um the union had hosted with live little who's the founder of gaudem if you know it it's kind of similar vibes they're more i guess more london based and international than we are um but she came to Leeds and it was really inspiring to hear her talk. And I think for me, the whole reason for creating On Beat was kind of because I wanted to connect with people and kind of create this community. So I I guess I just harassed as many people as I could find to create this kind of thing that's now morphed in from a magazine to a collective. So yeah, that was kind of the reason for me. Tanya, do you want to pick up on it? Uh, yeah, I think... For me, it was just more of like, a, I just wanted a platform to write, but then it kind of expanded because I think the thing with OnBeat, it's like, yeah, it was like one person's idea and then it kind of just expanded into what it is now. Like, I definitely do think that, especially like Alicia and Maya, we have all kind of put into what OnBeat is. So I would say that I was really proud, I mean, like the magazine, the print side of it is something that I'm really passionate about. I know Alicia's is the radio and Maya's really into the, the creative design. Like it's definitely like a combination of like who our interests are individually. And that's all coming together. So I think that's kind of what OnBeat is for me and how I perceive it. Um, Alicia, Maya? Yeah, I think, I mean, echoing the same stuff, I remember meeting the girls and just being so excited to hear there was finally something happening for people who are like us in Leeds. And I don't think at the beginning we ever really realised how big it would become. We were just kind of vibing off each other, seeing who we could pick up, up along the way, what we could do, any resources we could pull. And then suddenly it became this huge thing and we were like, Maya came on board and she was like here these amazing ideas all this visual creative stuff and I was like wow okay it's going somewhere so yeah Maya what about you um so I came by at the Freshers Fair was it the Freshers Fair and at the beginning it was just something I just wanted to get involved in in any capacity like at the union there are loads of amazing societies that are very specific to one group or one identity but with on beat it's just like sometimes you just want to hang out with 
people who just aren't white do you know what I mean and then um that was kind of what it made like for the first time I really felt like it was a safe space so I then I applied for social secretary I think and then um so through that I was like making promotional material for the events and stuff and then we all became really close and all the girls were like you should do more of this and stuff and then so it's just been a really great space for me I can't remember what the question was now but it's just been such a great space for me to like be supported and like be like told what I'm good at which is what you need sometimes and it's been like the most rewarding thing that I've done at uni um, in Mm. the end so was it challenging setting up a society of this nature at a university in any way that's a good question I'd say yes and no I think because in the early stages I didn't really know that it was going to be a society or kind of become what it was now it was sort of just like this desperation for me to kind of create a space any kind of community that I could and it was almost like I guess a lifeline for for myself and I guess other people as well in kind of creating that community and I think in the early days there was definitely like we kind of had a like a loose team that maybe these people aren't here now and I think it was very hard to kind of pin down the idea of what we wanted and kind of have people see it through so I think like Tanya was mentioning like Tanya, Alicia and Maya have all brought the ideas that have made it what it is now so I think finding that commitment was something that we struggled with especially in the early days and kind of I remember we were sat around I think it was like a Nando's table we went out for a meal (laughs) trying to figure out like pin down the name of this collective and I'm pretty sure like Tanya and myself are the only people who were sat around that table that are still here today but I have to say like the support of my friends and the people that helped me out in the beginning in terms of getting signatures and the people at Black Femstock as well were like definitely the biggest inspiration and kind of pushing me forward and I guess finding more people who aligned to what On Beat was really about and the vibe that we kind of wanted to create. Yeah, I mean, building on from that, from Aisha, it, it was a struggle in the beginning because the idea, the concept, a lot of people grabbed onto, especially in the community, but there's one thing of having the idea, but another thing of executing it. And I think in the beginning, there was a few, maybe like a bit of stragglers and you could kind of, it became obvious that not everyone probably had the same level of commitment or passion that maybe me and I should have wanted to bring into the table. Like I vividly remember the conversation I should like, it was really you and me that were like really, really gassed about this. And I could just feel the energies from other people was just a bit less, so just so fine. Like that's completely fine. And I think, and after that we did struggle because for a period of time, it was just me and Aisha just trying to run it. Like, I think the first event, it was just you and me that tried to like sort it out. And then I think it was only towards the end of that first year that then Alicia came in. Um, so it was a struggle, but I do think you're right. Like without the support of people behind it, it couldn't have actually happened. But it was interesting. It, did, it was like a learning curve in terms of how to work with people. And also if you want something, you do have to work hard for it. It's not quite simple. Mm at uni you've got so much on your plate constantly you're constantly stimulated you've got studying which is which is meant meant to be a full-time occupation you've got like socializing you've got growing to do you've got to like keep healthy and all of this stuff and it can be really hard to like motivate people to do things when there's no monetary value when there's so much going on and that's so natural and so normal um Mm. so I do feel like in third year we like we did really well considering that we had 
um, like loads to do at that time because um, we'd, we'd been doing it for like a long time and then we really felt like we really, really wanted to see the print through even though that it was like so demanding. Yeah. What came up when we spoke to Jack from Have a Book Club like last, like a couple of weeks ago was that like the idea of like creativity and community are just like absolutely meshed together. And it sounds like what you're, from what you're saying that like you had this like need to like create a community and also to make something together. And so do you think that 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 it was like a natural kind of like link to that, that, you, that you were supporting each other whilst creating something and that do you think that they motivated one another like so you came together to make a magazine and then in making the magazine you created a space for one another as well sorry that doesn't make any sense but I, ho I hope that mean that makes some kind of sense <laughs> I really really want to talk about this because this is my favorite thing about on beat like over the history of what we've done, I think what you see with every single project we've endeavoured on is that it's definitely not just one person who has like made it what it is and it wouldn't be what it is now without the community actually coming together and backing it. Because especially when you're starting, and as Maya said, without there being monetary value, people just have to want to do it for each other and you have to want to put that in for, you know, the person you're sitting next to or the person who you're inspired by. And I can say for the magazine, for sure, like everyone pitched in and you got all these different opinions in one place. And I think I saw that and being like the radio girl who's obsessed with music and like audio, I was like, hold on, we could like keep this community feeling going together. I definitely, definitely needed a guest from the community every week because as much as, you know, we're funny as like a little, you know, group of us of founders, you need the other people to come in with their opinions and you, you need that conflict and that debate and that agreement. And I think without that, really the conversation gets stagnant. So yeah, I mean, he's totally right. Without community, there is no creativity. But I also have to add that is there is a community even just within our team in itself. And I think that is what kind of fueled me to kind of carry on putting effort into it. Because in final year, it was really tricky. Like shit was already tough. But because I literally loved the team so much, like it, I liked being around the creative people and also the people I got to meet through on beat. Like even through, you know, Niv's cooking thing. And I learned so much just from the communities from there and I think that is genuinely is what fuels you like what fueled me anyway mm. that's literally what like inspired me to ask you guys to do this interview because I've been wanting to get involved with uh, with Onbeat for so long and finally I did it like I, I think it was like a few weeks before lockdown and I think it was actually the last society event that I went to ever in university but um I remember after we we were all finished cooking we were just sitting in his living room having her delicious, delicious food. And I can't remember who it was exactly, but I remember someone mentioning that before on beat, there there just wasn't the space where we could just come and, you know, be. And that like, that's what inspired me guys to, inspired me to ask you guys to come. But um, yeah, it like, I think providing space is, is definitely at the heart of what you guys do. How do you guys think that that is reflected in your past events or in your ongoing projects? Good. I kind of wanted to like I guess piggyback off that with the community and creation thing as well because I think whilst it set out to create I guess a magazine I think we also did that really well in our event so like creation without I guess expectation or kind of 
like for it to be seen I think we did like our zine workshops or like our cooking that's a form of creation we've done so many events that have more just focused on giving people a space to kind of express themselves and meet people like them without putting pressure on it or saying like oh it's needed for a certain reason I think a lot of the time people put creation as something that needs to be perceived that needs to be adored and I think our design workshop was really good in that it just allowed people to kind of sit down and cut and stick and just do something that was so simple but I guess as a uni student you don't really get the chance to do that you don't allow yourself to take that time out so I think Mm. I guess from that moment everything that we've kind of done from there is very much about just making sure that that community is there like we'd always curate playlists make sure like the vibes were good like RNAs like we had meals at um, local businesses and stuff so just making sure that that spirit of community is there and then whatever comes from that whether it be like food dishes or zines or whatever I guess was just kind of like a happy byproduct from it I guess yeah I'd say that that's definitely like the right priority I think just like supporting one another and then making something from it because I I've been trying to make a little zine about just like being at home, being at home basically and I think so many people are really afraid to like be creative because of how much weight that term like exists with now but you know like yeah like you say like cooking is creative just like having an interesting conversation with someone that's that's creation in a way as well so I, I really that's so great yeah, I really <laughs> Because I think for me, like, I definitely won't see myself as a creative person. And I always thought it was quite odd that I'd be hosting these events. But I like literally life drawing. Like, I can't draw for shit. But I always would love to, like, do the whole life drawing thing. Because it is fun just to kind of exercise that part of my muscle. And even things like, also, when we hosted that Paul Ackman growth workshop, that was really, even though that, that was more of, like, a looking into yourself and, like, pre- thinking about the future. And that was really fun as well. And to kind of it always tapped into another side of my mind that I probably didn't think about day to day. And that's quite a kind of workshop that I really have enjoyed that we've hosted. Could you about explain you and... more about that? It sounds great. Sorry. Oh yeah. So um, I'm not sure if you know Paula Akpan, she's this journalist in London. She was the founder of Black Girl Fest. I think she's stepped down now, which is like a annual um, festival for black women in the UK. Um, she's quite, she's amazing. And she basically came to, to our, one of our workshops and she essentially guys do you remember what she it was about specifically yeah I do so she gave us this like table I like remember taking it home and leaving it on my desk so I'd look at it every day and it had all these words on it like creativity proud like community um I think some of it was even like financial stuff and essentially she was gave us all a task like circle five of these things that your top priorities that you want specifically for yourself for your life and I think it was a really important moment for a lot of people because it made you reflect on what you actually wanted just for yourself and not for anyone else and not to prove your creativity or prove your intelligence especially while you're at uni and that is constantly tested um it was just such a wonderful moment to actually like think about what you demand from yourself for your life and she was like, pick five. And I was like, okay, this is a struggle already. <laughs> Narrow it down to three. I nearly broke. My brain was just like, <laughs> what? Um, I think it really forces you to narrow down like how much time you have for yourself, what you need to particularly take care of and value that every single day. And I remember so many conversations and friendships coming out of that event and everyone just feeling very introspective, but also a little bit lighter. 
like I would say cued is the word and I think that yeah. kind of applies to a lot of our on beat events like it I always leave feeling so like kind of like nourished and like keep well healed from like hanging out with you guys <laughs> that is the truest sweetest thing ever that's exactly how I felt after leaving Nibs. I was like, my belly is full, my heart is full, I'm good oh. to go. I was gonna, well, when when Karma and I met, it was after a lecture. And I don't know, there is something about like, after like feeling really inspired or like hearing a new, I don't know, line of thought or whatever, and your mind just feels like super stretched and you like feel really like energized. And I think that was part of the reason you and I probably started chatting because we were just so excited by all the ideas that we were like, going around in that room and so yeah mm -hmm. that's that's a really great like byproduct of of sharing ideas with one another as well that that's definitely one thing I miss about on. yeah that's definitely one thing I miss about university life like the access that you had to these types of events to all different types of talks I mean you could just you could find something every day that could leave you feeling inspired if you really yeah. wanted to mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of the time I kind of pushed myself to do as much as I could do because if you're in Polis you know that in fourth year we had like four contact hours which is not that much but I would I felt like I was always you know trying to go to this and that or go to this talk or do that but again I would never do things that were just creative in their own right you know creative yeah. just for the sake of being creative rather than for being productive in any mm -hmm. way and I feel like that just comes from like the capitalist notion that you always have to be productive in some form, which I've learned to shed through lockdown. I feel like a lot of people have as well as like that you have to create for the consumption of others or like create to be productive. And I think, I guess we've always kind of had to instill that in our stuff and our events and that we do is like, it is about creating that space and having, I guess that nourishing, nurturing environment for people to just be who they want to be or be who they are in that moment and mm -hmm. kind of lift off these expectations that other people might have especially like our white peers because that was something I definitely struggled with I guess in the first few months of like uni that like the accommodation that I was in it was I was in a very dark place and I think on beat and everything that I did with that and the people that I've met and the friendships that I've formed is something that's kind of just yeah, I guess it's, it's, I've transformed my experience. I think kind of putting creation at the centre and community at the centre of everything you do is always going to be really important and just create, I'm kind of rambling now, but you know what I kind of mean. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, actually, was there ever a moment where you just kind of looked up and were like, oh my God, look at what we created. This is our baby. Look what we've done. Mm -hmm. um okay I'll go <laughs> um I think for the launch party the launch parties that we do and then when we go to the printers and first see the actual publication like the first print that is always like a oh my god moment like guys like shit we did it like we did this because leading up to that print is honestly like stressful times like it's really stressful like everyone involved knows like the long hours that we put into that print and then having that build up and go having the launch party and seeing all our friends come and support us and buy the magazine is that that's when I'm like no this is so so lovely and I think a particular highlight for me 
just recently is not I don't know if it's recently but someone like a like a person who had an offer from Leeds to study journalism messaged the Ombi Instagram account and was like oh I wasn't sure about coming to uni at Leeds in the north because I didn't know what the community would be like here but I saw Ombi and I'm just so grateful like this like pushed me on to like accept a place and this is just so great what you created and I think that was like a moment where I was like I just feel so proud of what we all have done with it. You're literally you changing the fabric of the university and making it more inviting. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, like the launch party was definitely one of those moments. But I think also, I guess the first event that we did like properly host, and I think it was in our, we were in our second year, it was our zine workshop. And I remember like, I'm a very... I guess anxious person and I remember like we'd, we'd put all these tables together we'd book the event we'd made all these playlists and stuff and I was super worried that no one was going to show up and I think the event started at six o'clock or, so, or six thirty or something and it had been five minutes in and there was no one there and I was like Tanya I was like oh my gosh what are we doing like no one's coming I was like I know my friends are coming but I don't know when they're coming and I was like oh, I'm so stressed out right now and then like trickles of people just like started coming in and I had to go get some paper for the workshop I remember coming back and I think I think it was like 50 people in that room and it literally <laughs> and we had to start pushing like the tables together and like for me that was something that was phenomenal because I never expected especially our first event to get that kind of reception I think that for me making one yeah yeah yeah. the one that we first pyramid. met you at pyramid yeah 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 the one I think for me that solidified I guess there really is a need for this thing that we're doing that just seems to be something that people are interested in and I think for me that kind of was a really pivotal point in realizing okay we've actually done something here we need to keep doing this because the reception that we were getting and I remember there were like little freshers who met I think like their lifelong uni friends like at that event and for me that was something that was so cute and they were like oh we're gonna meet up now and I was like I was like we did that mm-hmm. I was like I did that for my for my little self when I was younger like at least now we can pass that on and not have people feel the same isolation that we probably did so yeah, I'd say for me that was I guess the most important point um, of our like events management experience. So. It's so cute as well because those group of friends that met at that event actually call their group chat the On Beat Girls which is just really really sweet. Aww. Yeah it's so sweet. <laughs> uh, anybody else for that moment? <laughs> Um, I was a building on the whole friendship thing. I think the probably like the biggest part for me is afterwards, like walking around, like even in like London where nobody knows on beat, like it's obviously like a few couple people here and there will know it from uni, but like walking around with my friends in a pub for like my friend's birthday some random person taps me on the shoulder and it's like hey like I really recognize you and I was like hi <laughs> and they were like oh my god you're like you're like part of on B aren't you and I'm not gonna lie it went straight to my head I was like oh my god look at, look at this huge moment I feel famous but I just started talking to her and she was so sweet and she was like I love all the events like I've been to a couple of them they were so much fun and I think it's crazy to see how the impact hasn't just happened in Leeds but you see people taking that with them once they've graduated and I think that 
in the future, I'm hoping, you know, as soon as we can, I want to start spreading it more around the north because I think Leeds isn't the only place that needs this. And hearing people tapping you on the shoulder in London, just being like, oh, I love what you did. Like you helped me at uni. That's crazy. And I can't wait for that to happen in other places. So I think that was a bit of a moment for sure. So with the, uh, like on beat, so obviously it originated in Leeds, but you guys have all kind of left Leeds, almost you've left Leeds now. So is it becoming like detached from Leeds or is it still very much like, found, like is it staying in Leeds and kind of spreading out? I think Leeds always... Oh, oh, no, go on. Sorry, I was going to say, um, should I start with... Actually, no, you go ahead, you go ahead. <laughs> he forgot what I was going to say. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, it was the question was about whether it's staying in Leeds, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think, like, for me especially, it was really important to pass it down in that, like, we had a lot of ideas and what we were going to do with it, potentially, like monetize it or make it like on the scale of Gowden but for me especially it was something that I didn't want to take away from people or kind of attach to ourselves as like its identity is us it's not it's it's for people and it's it's about community so passing it down to Schiller and all the girls that are in Leeds now was something that was really important for me especially as I guess coronavirus came and lockdown happened making sure that people still had those like I guess communication with others and kind of like those relationships making sure that it was still intact and that people kind of had that friendship that was still going on that might not have been there if on beat was never created so I think it's something that we definitely want to keep in Leeds but like Alicia said we've been touching like our feet into like London events we did a few like live drawing stuff um before we kind of shut down that the government shut down but um guess kind of like expanding it and kind of getting it through different um cities in the north like Manchester Sheffield all of that so yeah what's been like so great listening to all of you is that I get such a sense that you know you started this thing in Leeds but it's still very much a part of you all now so I guess like maybe my question was a bit rubbish like does it stay in Leeds because actually it seems like you carry it with you and like you know bump into people and who have been inspired by things that you've done in different places and that's so wonderful yeah, like with the live drawing, I feel like it's something that I really, really wanted to continue doing. Like, in, in principle, I'd been to live drawing classes before, but it they kind of missed the mark. Not missed the mark, but they weren't quite exactly the space I wanted to be in. And as we were saying earlier about, like, you want to just go and just only bring yourself and not have to think about, is what I'm going to come out of with this amazing and just go everything's provided for you there's incense there's a playlist um it's all women of color and it was just like I wanted to continue doing that but make it better and obviously I couldn't we couldn't do that in Leeds yeah. uh, so it, I feel like it was kind of natural for us to do it in London as well and I guess as well because of like corona and this is what I wanted to say before I can't remember when but now I guess we're like seeing how necessary it is to like create communities virtually as well so I guess that I like when you can't all be in a physical space like how do you then like take the community online this is something Karma and I are trying to kind of work out at the moment as well but how have you found like digitalizing it almost 
Um, I think we're still working on that, really, because, I mean, for time, I mean, you guys will all know, we've been trying to make a website for literally, I can't even tell you how long we've been trying to make a website. <laughs> um, just because we were, the plan is for this year, is we've already got a, a theme for the next magazine, so it's going to be home. I don't think we've actually formally announced it anywhere. But we're not going to make it, yeah, so this will be... <laughs> you hit it here first um yeah so that the whole thing around that would be essentially obviously we all spent a lot of time at home in the past year and kind of what that means for us in different ways be it through our culture or also just like within the on community we can interpret it in multiple ways so I think we're trying to do that in like an online zine if we can but I think that's how I envision how we can create a space this year but it is difficult virtually like it's you can't have that same connection as before for sure. The Leeds Society um, did like an online meet, meet, greet thing. I feel like Leeds is like really, really important to us. And it's important that we don't lose that identity of like starting in Leeds. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously there's that challenge with people who have come to uni in first year and have never really had that opportunity to like mingle with people. So, um, yeah. How did the meet and greet go? Wasn't it like speed mating or something? Yeah, it was. It was speed mating. I think it went well. I think the other girls. Um, I think I'm sure if Sheila was here, she would probably told you more uh, because she runs the lead side of it um, at the moment. But I think from what I remember, she said it went well. And I think they also did another live cooking show with Niv. Um, and I went to that, and that was really cool as well. Everyone and their food looked really good at the end. It was really cute. It must be so hard to be virtually away from food, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I honestly, I know that, you know, it being Leeds founded is a very central part of it, but I definitely see it, like, see you guys growing into something where, I don't know, you have a bunch of different branches all over the country, and then you get together, and then you make one big print, and it's like, ah, V on V. <laughs> you should definitely get it going and also i can send you um the website that we use to develop our website it's honestly so easy so interactive i am not at all tech savvy and somehow i made a website so i will be sure to send you the details for that thank you that's so kind of course of course um well tanya you mentioned it but i think it's time for you to tell us a little bit more about your new issue your upcoming issue um, does someone else want to get that question? Oh yeah, does someone else? It's kind of hard because we haven't really solidified many of the details yet other than the theme. Much in ideation. Yeah, okay. it's kind of an idea that we haven't really brought to fruition yet. But I guess kind of, yeah, it's, it, the, the theme is home. Um, we've kind of made sure that we've kind of kept themes very central to community. So our first issue was space. Our second issue was tribute and I think tribute and home are very closely linked in that we're kind of I guess tributing 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 honoring I guess our families and our legacy and kind of being at home and what that means for you and how it's kind of transitioned to this space where it's it's still your sacred space but kind of balancing having like the work responsibilities and how you've navigated that I think for us 
Ooh, I forgot what I was going to say. So I want to take over. <laughs> um, like uh, one of the ideas that we had was, um, I think it was this is Shilla's idea, not my idea. So all credit to Shilla here, because um, she was saying something simple as like in her living room at home, they don't have sofas; they just sit on the floor, like with the carpet. And it's just things like that. I would, I think, it'd be really interesting to have a snapshot of what each of our homes or little things are sp- like unique to our family life. Um, so like, for example, in my, in my, cause I come from Kerala, we eat on a banana leaf sometimes and that's supposed to like make the food like, like taste better and also it's sustainable as well. That's a really big thing about my Malayali culture that's really important to me and I really like doing that. So I think that's how I have interpreted it. That's just one idea of how we would do it. But obviously people would have different things like you could literally say that your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, feels like home and you could do like a piece on that but it's still like a very early ideas thing for us but um yeah I don't know what does home mean to you Alicia Maya um I feel like being in lockdown over um so long and spending so much time at home has led people to kind of reevaluate what home is what it should be how it makes you feel and there's been such a long period of introspection and like stasis just like being so still but not in like a zen way in like a kind of quite sobering way um and that can that's lead led me anyway to like have so many different like and sometimes uncomfortable realizations and thoughts about like my own identity and how I've been over like many years and how I am and what I want to be um and I feel like that's it's quite like an important moment at the moment to think about like your home and your space and stuff Alicia? Yeah, I think that, as we've all said, home is so different for everyone. And Myra is right, like the idea of home has changed so much in the last year. And I found that like home can definitely be people. It can be conversations. It can be like walking by myself. It could be a certain album. It could be so many different things. And what I'm most excited about is hearing what home is for different people. And hopefully that will like then inspire others to evaluate what their home is, know what's important to them, share that with people. And I think also take away some of like the stereotypes of what a home should be. There's such this thing about home is like, you know, where you sleep and where you eat and it's who you live with. And sometimes people can get really, really trapped in that feeling. And I'm sure over the last year, people have felt trapped in that. And, you know, it's so easy to compare your home life to someone else's and think it's perfect. And I want people to look outside of that kind of narrow minded idea of what a home should be and talk about maybe their chosen families. I think it can really lean into that kind of um discourse so I think home as as it is similar to tribute I think tribute more looks at the past home is quite focused in the present and I think that that will change the conversation slightly so as always I mean the community will come up with what they come up with and it's going to be interesting regardless of what we say right now um it will be things that will shock us so creative like I can't wait to hear it but yeah it's, it's a good theme and I'm, I'm excited for it an absolutely lovely theme and I just love how it it'll be so individual in a way you know it could be maybe a ritual you do with your family it could be a certain someone that makes you feel a certain way I'm definitely excited to see that happening 
I've been um, collecting people's responses of their like ideas of home during COVID as well. And like you just saying, Alicia, it's so interesting hearing like everyone's different perceptions of it. Because I think I, I thought, because I live in like quite a rural area and it always for me, like walking the hills was a way to, that I felt connected to home. And it's definitely like re, that relationship has been rewritten like as I've moved back home as an adult and I found that shift really interesting and that's kind of what made me want to collect these records of home but there was one um guy who submitted something and and he just articulated like this idea of a return um and the way that our notions of home are reshaped as as every you know with every revisiting of home so well he articulated it so well and and it's, it's interesting when, you know, I, I thought, yeah, cool, I've got it. I understand what home means to me. And then someone comes along and I'm like, wait, maybe it's that. And it's, oh yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And yeah, like you say, how cool it is to, to be able to collect these, these ideas that other people have and then make them into something wonderful that you create together. I think that's a beautiful thing. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's something we've managed to do over the years is make sure that so many different viewpoints are listened to and people feel valued. And I think that, and you're so right in terms of collecting and hearing these different stories, what it does and what we've always aimed to do is make sure people are not stereotyped or pigeonholed and just like educating alongside all of the community stuff. There's such an educational purpose with what we've done and I mean, I recently learned the phrase, dig where you stand. It's all about, you know, finding like where you are locally and making sure that's heard. And I think that that is such like a, like a little slogan that we should hold around with us all the time. I love that. Yeah, so good, isn't <laughs> just, it? Just to add to that, but also I think doing the magazine, seeing everyone's contribution is, it kind of like explores a thing of joy and how I think with especially being a woman of color being a person of color a lot of it is associated with oppression and a negativity and it's kind of like how we're kind of you know in the bottom of the hierarchy whereas when we're creating the magazines it suddenly the happiness is at the center of it it's the joy of it and it's like the learning that's the center it's never like oh the oppression of this like and it's not about the struggle anymore it's just kind of coming together and kind of appreciating each other's individuality. Mm. And feeling really comfortable. Like I, like I always feel so overwhelmingly comfortable and that sense of comfort is so like tangible. Like people, like they say often like after events, like how much they enjoyed, like how they felt in the event. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that really like spurs us on to keep doing the events because people like enjoy them just as much as we do. Mm. I think in terms of like the media publication and journalism as well like I think the media landscape in the UK is 94% white so it was kind of giving people that position in that landscape to kind of say this is something that we want to write about we don't want to write about our trauma we don't want to write about our oppression it doesn't have to be something that's kind of like as a woman of colour you're only allowed to like women of colour music or like it's giving them that space to kind of be interested as well as people that may think that they've never had any interest in journalism before being able to create like I remember one of our friends Alexis she has never submitted any artwork for anything before and she submitted a piece and it got featured in our magazine and for her that was something that was so amazing because it was like you don't need this 
skill you don't need this training you don't need this talent we're just here to provide a platform and provide a voice so I think that was something that's also at the heart of what we do yeah I mean I would definitely have to say that in terms of credit to Maya here because like Maya she's like she was interested in creative design but she did say like oh like I know Photoshop but like I really don't know guys and I was like no just do it like you're the only one who knows how to do the software and then she just made the whole magazine and like that is just so cool Maya that when we first (laughs) met you it was like not like that at all and then you just kind of did it from your own accord and you just did your own hard work and graft so I have to say that was pretty cool but I really, I really, really, as I said earlier, like I couldn't have done it without you. Like, just like you girls gassing me up all the time. Like, like this is sick. You're so good. And it's like, that was so like, as you said, like healing and nourishing for me. Cause it's like, you can do it because people believe you can do it. And then that makes you feel like you can do it. And then you do it. And then it's like, it, it's not like an individualistic, like, celebration because like the whole process was like a shared thing for all of us like um and like yeah just the support and like for a really grueling like really really grueling like third year schedule like I couldn't have done it without the girls oh that's so cute but I think that's for a lot of people as well and that like I guess society has made us feel this way that we undervalue our own talents and our own abilities and I think that was definitely evident when I came to uni and I was saying to people I want to make a magazine and they were like oh I'm really interested in writing about this but I've never written before or my article has been rejected I'm like well it's not about that you still have the talent and I think it's kind of I guess tackling that imposter syndrome and like I think I struggle with it especially now as well still kind of people say you've done like you've created this on beat like with you and all your friends and I'm like oh yeah but like not really you know it's just like a little group at uni but <laughs> no, like we have won awards, we've gone on to do, like, we've done publications, we've done so much amazing stuff. So I think that's one of the most important lessons as well is to not allow society to let you feel that way about yourself and just keep trying. You don't have to master everything. You're allowed to just give it a go, whether that be like creation through art or writing or cooking or yeah, whatever you want to do basically. So true. Yeah, I just want to add to that, um, is that like, when we are making these events in these spaces, I love how unintentional the vibe is and how like organic it is. And I think my favourite thing about it, and it feeds into what we've all just said about gassing each other up and having support and tackling imposter syndrome and stuff, is that Ombi has always been a place without shame and without guilt and without embarrassment and you always go there with like whatever you have whatever you've got in you and you just give it and you see what comes out and that mean that like honesty of the space really helps you flourish in a way that other spaces won't when you're in a seminar it's really really daunting to put your hand up at work equally so um if you're in a group of people and you're the only person who looks like you, speaking up has its consequences. So being in a space that is so honest, so free of all those like negative kind of feelings, I think that's what keeps people spurred on. That's what keeps people coming back. Um, And hopefully it won't just be on beat where that happens. Hopefully that vibe will grow out. The more people learn about how to create those spaces, the more other people will be influenced and inspired to do so. So I'm not saying we're changing the world, but we're trying. <laughs> a little bit, you definitely are. No, honestly, like just from my experiences from coming to Onbeat events, I just enjoyed it so much because 
I feel like I felt like every time I would go there wasn't this internal process where I kind of felt like I had to justify my ex existence in any way or that my existence was politicized because obviously like entering these spaces you do feel like you of course the person is political and you know politics plays such a big part in every single interaction that you have but it was amazing to just come into this space and just be like I, w I was on the committee for the past and solidarity group and as much as I love doing that and as much as you know that was such a big part of who I am as a Palestinian it was also a little bit draining you know that the identity is heavy so it was nice to come into these spaces where you could like Tanya said where you could celebrate it we didn't have to think about the oppression and the trauma that kind of came with it yeah and not having to explain yourself like you never ever feel like you need to explain or validate exactly. anything about and that like anything that you say is so understood by everyone and that's like so nice it's like there's certain topics that when you bring them up with other friends it's just instantly taxing it's instantly frustrating and like for example if I were to have like an interaction with someone that I found uncomfortable but I couldn't quite put it into words why I found it uncomfortable and a white friend wouldn't understand why like the nuance of why I felt it was uncomfortable but if I told like any of the girls they'd instantly like meet me with like understanding and warmth and like I think that was something that I like had lacked for so long like in my life that um yeah I'm talking more about like the on beat like team yeah. but yeah mm. but I think that that's what definitely like penetrates out into like the yeah. space that we create um, that's what's amazing is that you validate people's experiences without making them delve into the drama the trauma of it almost mm, okay one final question for you gals <laughs> um where do you what's I know we kind of touched up on this a bit but what's your vision for Onbeat in the future where do you see it going or where would you like it to go can I talk about short term and then we can talk about long-term dreams Love it. Yes, go for it. In the short term, uh, I'm obsessed with making friends and connections. This is just who I am. And I've been like going to some online events and stuff and talking to people. And I think that, as I briefly mentioned earlier, getting in contact with other collectives across the North is really important to me in making sure that Onbeat always has its true roots in Leeds and is also not just, you know, benefiting the university community, but the wider Leeds community. And at one point, hopefully the general northern community as well. Um, so I've been trying to get into contact with like quite a few places around like Manchester and Sheffield. I don't know if you've heard, but shout out to Gut Level in Sheffield and also All Hands on Deck. Um, they're two really, really amazing collectives mainly in music because that's what I care about but I'm sure we'll find some others as well um <laughs> but yeah I've been I've been talking to them and they're just talking about what spaces they have and how we can like interact with their community as well and in the short term I think those are sort of like the next steps with the website making a virtual space making a Sheffield space making a Manchester space that is part of my dream keeping London going because I still think it's important to do something where you live and this is where I'm living at the moment but I'll still be getting you know train up to Leeds every every month or so so yeah though those are my short-term goals but any of other girls want to come in more yeah more? no definitely I think for me as well like very much continuing I guess 
community-led initiatives if you want to call it that in that we kind of put back into what we're like taking out so before lockdown we did stuff with Niv and we kind of hope like hired her to run like a cooking class and we had a few ideas in the mix to kind of run I guess it was skills but also just kind of like having events that gave people a chance to try something new so we had like pottery as for example and we had like um I think it's like essential oil making so we had those ideas to kind of hiring people that look like us and kind of giving them that opportunity to host a workshop as well as giving people that chance to try something new and create that like continue that community and make those friends and have those discussions so I think giving back is something that I also see that we can do and kind of doing that I guess in lots of different spaces so whether it be like doing live drawing at Prince of Peckham um in London or doing like events like that in Leeds um virtually and physically so I'd say for me that's something that's really important is to keep that going yeah I think I agree with everything that the other girls have said so far I think just adding to that in terms of another layer and for future growth it's really important to me that right right now we're all work on like a voluntary basis but I want the people that work for us or submit to us I want to have the means in order to provide back for them and to like give them that resource back because obviously you know everyone's just trying to make do and creativity and I just want to make sure that like on beat is that space where creatives of people of color come and be like oh I really want to explore this new um dish I'm making or I want to make some pottery but I haven't explored that before and there's it's okay we have the funds and we'll provide the we'll hire out the studio for you and we'll do that for you and you can have that space it's kind of like just kind of giving that facilitation um for other creatives and I think that's really important for me to I kind of like provide the resources and then share it around mm-hmm. I think just on that as well, I remember Kocha saying um, he runs Race Sign. He was talking about this idea of like reciprocation. And I think that's something that we, maybe not so much now, but in the early days, because everything's virtual right now, but kind of reciprocating and even in the way that we can help, maybe like help monetarily, we would always provide that platform and showcase these events or these like magazines that are coming out. And I think that's really important as well as giving back to the community. So that was something that we kind of want to continue doing and like, I guess uplifting other people as well because we're all for this community we've created but supporting other collectives and kind of I guess mixing and kind of creating events together is something that would be really interesting um and I'm really excited to kind of develop that so yeah I'd say that's really important amazing I did I know I oh sorry go ahead Maya um it wasn't a big thing I was just gonna add that like um so much of the good things that we've done has been through collaboration with people like um and with support from other societies other individuals um who believe in what we do and um just like managing to um pick up where we left off in terms of like coronavirus obviously um, throwing a massive spanner in the works but being able to like pick up where we left off like build some more momentum up and kind of keep going in the direction that we've already been going because it's a pretty good direction that's an amazing direction (laughs) um i know i already said one last sorry i just want to add i just want (laughs) to add something um another thing that i just learned like before uh, during the lockdown was 
we kind of got reached like rocks i don't know if you guys have seen that film oh my it's god it's a really it's great so amazing film i think it won like eight baftas the other day anyway they reached out to us when we were in leeds because they first premiered at the leeds international film festival and oh, i think that kind of um partnership i really want to build on like especially when we're based more in leeds and in the north like kind of go and reach out to like, the film and media and like the books upcoming like we did an event with um candace Artie williams he wrote queenie and that was great so i think i want to definitely kind of build on that partnership of things related to like film and literature that kind of center around women of color i think that's really yeah. important to me yeah for sure because um, leeds really needs it yeah definitely yeah I know I already said that I had one last question for you, but I think this is the one final question, <laughs> final, absolutely final question. But um, any major less lessons that you guys have learned from running on beat in regards to community building or any final messages you'd want to like pass on, that type of thing? I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us. <laughs> Literally talk about this for a whole other episode. <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. I'm going to go with the one which I think is like most relevant to now and what people are experiencing right now and I think that burnout is real <laughs> and you need to take care of yourself before you can give back to your community and I'm sure within our team we have all burnt out especially like up, up like running up to the um the zine like being released oh my gosh that's 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 a hard time and I think what you have to remind yourself of is that this is all you know this is supposed to be fun it's creative it's fun it's supporting people and don't lose sight of that as much as we have ambitions and it's so easy to get carried away with it there is always time to take a step back and in a way I'm kind of glad at the moment that we haven't done much with the virtual spaces with Ombi because I think it's a well-earned break. Like after all the stuff we've done over the years, I think it's much better that we're just taking some rest from it now. And I think we'll come back stronger. And I, I hope people remember that because you never want to burn yourself out to the point where you don't enjoy it anymore. And that is a huge lesson. Creativity runs out and you just need to give yourself time. So yeah, that is my big, big takeaway. Take care of yourself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else wanna go before we close it off? Um, no, I don't have much to say, but more in the sense I do completely agree with Alicia because I think all of us are ambitious people and especially because we love On Beat so much, we always have these like big dreams for it. And this time has been good just to rest. And I definitely think the resting period in terms of not doing that much for on beat has actually kind of made me more thirsty for when I come back. Like I'm so excited to like start doing on beat again and start doing events and everything like that. So I'm definitely looking forward to the future and seeing where we all go with it. Okay. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't really have much to add, but um yeah I think just in terms of like community and founding things I kind of think that was like the second part of the question I just I guess remembering that what you're doing it for as well because I think a lot of the time people get caught up in I guess clout and like exposure and things like that so I think it's really important to remember 
the reason that you're doing it and the people that you're creating this space for and kind of making sure that you center that as like the main point of your vision and not allowing yourself to get overtaken by everything else that is the world of social media and that is kind of like you know the center <laughs> she's shaking her head but yeah like well, social media I'm currently yeah. trying to hack the Instagram algorithm and I hate it so much yeah no it's just I feel like it can be very draining to kind of constantly feel like you have to prove yourself or that you want to kind of overtake others or kind of have this exposure but I think for us it was very much in creating that space and I think that's that authenticity is what has led people people to kind of support us and like recognize that's the reason that we're doing this not for clout not for anything else and I think that has allowed us to balloon into kind of like events and radio and this magazine and all this other stuff because that authenticity is there so I'd say if you have like the dream to create a collective or anything just make that your central like goal and from there everything will come naturally because you deserve it yeah like the enjoyment of it like you can't take off unless you really really enjoy it because it soon will become like draining and tiresome if you don't enjoy it or you don't really believe in it and that's what's got us all to the place that we are now because we believe in it so much um yeah yeah thank you so much honestly I just want to say like you guys were picked because you're doing something that is very very inspiring and you have my utmost admiration and I absolutely cannot wait for COVID to be a thing of the past so we can have face-to-face on beat events once again mm-hmm. no, thank, you so thank you yeah thank it's you for not- doing this it's and been really with- affirming to like yeah, hear everything sure. that you and Meg and Karma have had to say kind of like about what we're doing I think you kind of lose sight of that so hearing the way like the, the ways that you felt when you came to our events definitely makes you feel like warm and happy inside so you have you no so idea much. no really really you have no idea and it was my bad for waiting so long to get involved and I always <laughs> kick myself for it but I'm so glad I got to sit down with you guys today and after this. yeah thank you for giving us the opportunity 100%. yeah and like literally good luck with your collective like definitely. thank you so much it's really thank great you. and inspiring like literally just keep at it like it would be hard but it is worth it I will definitely be coming to you guys for wisdom, that's for sure. (laughs) We're always open. Just drop us a message. Thank you. Thank you guys. And of course, a big thank you to our listeners. We hope that you enjoyed this chat as much as we enjoyed having it. Please be sure to support these lovely, lovely people by checking out their Instagram at OnBeatScene. Um, Trust me, they're going to be a great addition to your feed. They have self-care Sunday posts, they do frequent reading lists, they also frequently recommend POC brands that you can support, as well as an Onbe playlist. Also, be on the lookout for their upcoming edition and on how you can get involved. Other than that, be sure to check out our website, theinbetweencollective.net, or find us on Instagram at inbetweencollective. If you're looking to write, if you're looking to listen to podcasts or if you're looking to get involved in our online book club, we look forward to having you.